So as I'm standing there, all by myself in the corner of the patio, he, this guy who I've never met before in my life, slowly raises one arm, index finger, pointing right at me. He looks dead into my eyes. And at this moment, I'm, I'm frozen. My pulse is racing, but I can't move. And my muscles tighten up and my throat gets dry. And with the seriousness of a Supreme Court judge, as if this were a sentence, he points right at me and he says, and you're going. And I'm like, what? Hello, everyone. My name is Bishop Frisch, and wherever you may be watching or listening, let me first thank you very much for being here and welcome you to My Life Through Music, a project where I talk about the songs and music that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at these particular places and at these particular times. And the song that represents these memories is Tom Sawyer by Rush, released in 1981. What can I say? What can I possibly say that hasn't already been said about this incredible band? I mean, all that I can offer is, to me, this song shows me that my mind can be as open, as deep, and as infinite as I allow it to be. I mean, right from the very beginning of the song, I mean, that sound is a burst and an explosion of limitless possibilities, a continuous light bulb moment, if you will, that never ends. I mean, you've got Getty Lee's high-pitched, passionate delivery of these incredible and ingenious lyrics. You get these awesome sounds that Eric Lifeson gets from his guitar, and you get on the drums the, one of the best in the world, the iconic Neil Peart. And, I mean, we're talking about a world-class band with world-class talent, world-class musicians. And all this, check this out, all this music is being created by three individuals. I mean, it's almost unfathomable. Okay, this was, I believe, a very critical time for me in my life. Um, when I was home, everything was normal, status quo. But outside the home, I was directionless, lacking guidance. I was searching for something deeper, but I had no guidance. I, I had no real discipline, no passion for life, no real purpose, no focus, no vision. I mean, I was just kind of like meandering through life. And the only thing I really looked forward to was the next weekend. And I had no, no concept of any possible future. And I knew very little about myself. But fortunately, uh, some things started to change and happen and, and line up in my life. Um, things that, again, I will never believe were coincidence. 
um, things were winding towards a, quote, divine collision, end quote. And that quote I, I've taken from the song Augustina by, by Pussifer, which I will talk about uh, much further down the road. But that's what it felt like. So, so let's see. Uh, much to everyone's surprise, it looked like I, if I stay focused and I turned in a bunch of missing homework assignments and I finished strong, I could barely graduate from high school. A uh, California kid, he stopped going to school at this point and he was back living in Phoenix. And believe it or not, he was married. So my partying days with him were pretty much over. Um, a tenants girl uh, was in college and another really good friend of mine, um, a guy I will refer to as Guitar Man, I'll talk more about him, but he and I started hanging out uh, a lot more. So the first time I actually met the individual from the introduction who I refer to as Tom Sawyer was at his house. Um, over off of 64th Street between Dixaletta and I think it was Peakview. Um, now, I had heard about him and I had seen him before at parties, but our paths never actually crossed. Maybe a, a head nod, you know, uh, followed by a drunken, you know, what's up at a keg or something. But that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, I never met this guy. Uh, probably. Probably because, you know, he was several years older than I was, had a different circle of friends. But it was obvious to me that in the very few moments that I had seen or been around this guy, I could tell that he was definitely different. And he was as compelling as he was interesting. And this is why I always think of him when the song says, you know, quote, catch the mist catch the myth, catch the mystery, catch the drift, end quote. So Guitar Man and I, we were driving around that day, just driving around, hanging out. And he turns to me and he says, oh, by the way, I need to go and stop at this house where my brother's at and I need, I need to see him real quick. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. You know, it, it's not far. It's just right up here. And I'm like, no problem, man. You know, do what you got to do. You know, I'm just along for the ride. And why he needed to go there to this day, I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he had to go there to see his brother, but he had to go there. But after pulling up and getting out of his beautiful custom white lowered uh, Chevy S10, and man, that was a beautiful, beautiful truck with a sound system that was, was top-notch. It was, it was great. Um, as we made our way past the open garage, I looked into it, and a grin passed across my lips as I could almost smell the smells of a party, the cigarette smoke and beer from a recent party as I visualized people around the pool table that sat there uh, majestically in the middle and I could almost hear loud talking and laughing over music from the large boombox that sat anonymously on, on one of the shelves. And then we could hear, at that point, we could hear voices uh, coming from outside around the back. And we realized that everybody was in the backyard. 
So as we walked around to the back, I noticed his sister, who was maybe a year or two behind me in school, and, and she and her friends were in a group just by the pool on the other side uh, in some patio furniture just chilling, you know. And standing a few, a few feet from the edge of the pool was Tom Sawyer's older brother, uh, Guitar Man's older brother, and a few other guys. And they were just standing there next to the pool, on the pool deck, talking. A few minutes later, I had to squint my eyes as I looked into the water because what I saw was a blurry figure slowly rising to the surface a couple of feet from where Tom Sawyer's older brother and the others were standing. His brother, still carrying on the conversation, reaches down and starts to pull this blurry form out of the water. And there, (laughs) in full scuba gear, stood the person I call Tom Sawyer. (laughs) After taking off his gear for a split second, and I don't know if anyone else saw this, but I did, after fiercely shaking his head to get the water out of it, I saw Tom Sawyer briefly look up into the sky. And like I said, it was only for a second, like a microsecond, but then in the brisk afternoon air, he closed his eyes and smiled at the sun in pure gratitude. And my head was like thrust back and my eyebrows were forced up as, as it, that got my attention. And I was like, whoa. And then grabbing a towel and looking to his older brother with a huge smile on his face, he proudly and triumphantly announces, I got it. So apparently he was either working on or fixing or cleaning something on the bottom of the pool. And I just stood there, you know, completely surprised at what I just saw. And then he just quickly walked towards the the house and he, he says to everybody, I'll be back. I got to put on some dry clothes. And I was just like, just taken aback, really, you know, about what I saw. So a few minutes later, he comes out of the house, darting out with short, hurried footsteps, holding a new times in his hand. He then sits down in a patio chair off to the side by himself, away from everything. And, you know, while all this activity is going on, he sits down and he's just reading. He's reading this New Times. And I am still processing everything that I had seen up to this point. Then without warning, he springs up to his feet, arms locked out, you know, holding this New Times in front of him. His eyes were like bulging, like like two cue balls, you know, like a cartoon character. Then screams out, causing everybody to stop what they were doing. And yells out rhetorically, No way! Jane's addiction's in town tonight! (laughs) Then, as I explained in the introduction, I'm standing there all by myself. And I'll never forget this. As I'm standing there in the corner of the patio he this guy who I've never met before in my life again he slowly raises one arm index finger pointing right at me looks me dead in the eyes and again I'm, I'm frozen my pulse is racing I can't move my muscles are tightened up 
my throat is dry. And with the seriousness of a Supreme Court judge, as if this were a sentence or something, he points right at me and he says, and you're going. And I was like, what? I unconsciously looked around, you know, confused. That was the normal reaction. And I knew he was talking to me, but, but why? I mean, I didn't know this dude. And then to make things even more bizarre and more mysterious, he sits down as if nothing happened and con- continues to flip through this, this new times. And I'm standing there like, what? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I should probably get some clarity on this. So I walk over to where he's sitting and he doesn't even look up. He just, he's just sitting there reading still. And I reach my hand down, you know, next to the paper so we can see it with his peripheral vision. And I offer, you know, a California, you know, style handshake. And I say, say, hey, man, I'm Bishop. And he drops the paper on the footrest in front of him, stands up, and he clasps my hand, then looks at me as if what I just said was ridiculous. And with a Midwestern accent, he says, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> Half grinning, I, I paused for a second, and then I said, uh, yeah, um, what exactly did you mean when you said, and you're going? I mean, you were pointing at me, right? So looking and talking to me with a familiarity as if we'd been friends for years, he nods, he nods his head excitingly as if, you know, it were already done. And he says, yeah, you're going. You gotta go. And I was like, uh, yeah, but I wasn't planning on going to a concert tonight. And then with his hands on his hips and his head tilted to one side, he sarcastically asked me, oh, So what were you planning on doing tonight? And I was like, well, nothing really. But then he cuts me off. He cuts me right off and got real serious again. Gets right in my face, almost like nose to nose. And he says, that's why you're going. And then he walks past me towards the house and he points at me and he says, wait here. Leaving me there looking down at the ground, rubbing my, the back of my neck, half chuckling, half baffled, thinking to myself, is this really happening? About a minute later, he comes back out of the house with the uh, CD of Jane's Addictions, Nothing Shocking. Again, eyes wide open and hands it to me. And he says, now go home. Do whatever you got to do, get ready, whatever it is. But listen to this disc as much as you can while you're doing all that stuff. And then be back here by six. I'm going to call some friends that I know in in Tempe and see if they want to meet us there and go too. And then he sits back down in the same chair with the New Times and goes back to reading. (laughs) I turned around to walk away and then quickly I whirled back around with my my finger in the air as if to say wait a minute and I asked him I said well what about tickets 
and still looking down at the paper, one knee bouncing uncontrollably with slight frustration in his voice, he says, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll discover some. Now go, you don't have much time. And so I went over to Guitar Man after he got done talking to his brother about whatever they needed to talk about. And I said, hey, I, I need you to drop me off at my house. And he's like, why? And I said, well, I guess I'm going to see Jane's Addiction tonight with Tom Sawyer. And that's how I met Tom Sawyer. That's the person I met that day. Friend, mentor, teacher, trickster, and big brother. All wrapped up in one. To me, this song is him. Firstly, because his favorite band in the whole world is Rush. But beyond that, he was absolutely, without a doubt, the freest thinker I'd ever met in my entire life up to that point. He knew exactly who he was. He was his own person. And excuse the ridiculous, ridiculous pun, he marched to the beat of his own drum. He was brutally honest, but that brutal honesty was perfectly balanced by a contagious optimism. And that gave him the belief that nothing was impossible. If I told him that I couldn't do something, he would always ask me questions to help lead me to the answer or the solution. He didn't need to prove to me that he knew the answer or knew what I needed to do. He just guided me again by asking me questions to come up with the answer on my own. He had a, a love of nature and a compassion for humanity that I had never seen expressed in the way that he did. And finally, he believed in me. He believed in me more than I did at the time. And let me tell you something. That is something very powerful to have in someone's life. Somebody else behind you, pushing you, not letting you give up, not taking no for an answer. Knowing what you're capable of before you even know it. As the song says, quote, his mind is not for rent to any God or government, end quote. He lived his life on his terms while caring deeply about others and the world. At the time, I couldn't see how he got to that place. I couldn't see it. And I wanted to know. I wanted to be there. But for now, all I could do at this point was watch and listen. And this is why Tom Sawyer by Rush is right here in my my life through music playlist and why I need to thank Rush for this unbelievable, incredible song. I'll put the link to it in the description uh, below. However you access your music today, go listen to it and see why this individual is my Tom Sawyer. Who is your Tom Sawyer and why? Who are they to you? And how do they come into your life 
And how did they open your mind and change the way you look at the world? My friend, Tom Sawyer, he was always completely present with everyone around him. And with everyone around him, he was always completely present with himself. From the song, quote, the world is, the world is love and life are deep. Maybe as his skies are wide, end quote. From the moment I met Tom Sawyer, my perception of the world began to change immediately. Also, the way I interacted with the world started to change. And I'm going to start talking about that the next time I talk about my life through music. As always, I want to thank you very much for your time. I know it's valuable. Thank you for being here, and thanks for listening. One day, we were walking to his car to go somewhere, and I don't remember you know, where we were getting ready to go. And I asked him about the part of the song that says, quote, catch the spit, end quote. And he stopped in the middle of the gravel driveway and he just spun me around to face him. And he said, he said, learn this now. Catch the spit. In this world, you're going to have to catch a lot of spit. And I cocked my head slightly to one side and I squinted my eyes against the, the afternoon sun. And he continued, uh, changing to a more serious tone. And he said to me, he said, look, as much as you want them to, for one or many of a million reasons, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone is going to like what you do or like what you say. A lot of spit is going to come your way. Just know that now. So be ready especially if you're living your truth. And you know what? That's all right. And then he turned and started walking towards his car. And then he said, he stopped and said one more thing. He said, you know what? Let the spit fly. Catch it. Leaving me with one more thing of many to contemplate. Later, I had to do a double take. And a few minutes later, I had to squint my eyes and, and so as I'm standing there in the middle, I allow it to be. I mean, right from the very beginning, you know, of the song, that, that, that's uh, all that I can offer is that the song Rush, friends, you've got Getty Lee. I looked at the world media, I looked at the world differently. To me, this song shows me that my mind can be as open, as deep, and as infinite as I allow it to be.